Presents Football Time. Hey, hey, and welcome to the Football Time Podcast. We're here for Fantasy Football Friday, and our man Dalton is with us. You ready to go for some fantasy football? I'm ready to go, but since this is a Fantasy Football Friday, we missed out on a good matchup last night. So Yeah, I know. I was about <laughs> to get into it. The quarterbacks are going to be a little interesting since we lost two of them this week. For sure, for sure. Yeah, two uh, two really good ones. And then even in the receiver category, we, we missed out on a couple good ones last night. Yeah, definitely. All right, so you ready to get into it? Yeah, let's go for it. All right, what do you got number one for your quarterback? I probably already know, but uh, might as well be some fun. So, number one, I am sticking with the guy. I've, I've picked him, I believe, multiple weeks at my number one. I'm going with Mahomes against the Raiders. Uh, super awesome talent, again, at quarterback. And, you know, he just seems to keep putting up the points. So, I'm going to keep rolling with him. Yeah. Um, guess what? Mahomes, number one for me as well. I don't think there was really much option this week. I guess mm. you might could talk yourself into Rodgers, but against that Colts defense, I think I was going to stay away. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Mahomes it is. All right. So, uh, both on Mahomes, what do you got? Number two, I think this is where it probably gets a little interesting. Well, so number two, I went with Lamar and he's had, you know, some decent weeks last few weeks, but, uh, Titans have got to get some stuff figured out, uh, on defense. Um, and I think the threat of, uh, Lamar passing, but then also Lamar running kind of is a little a little much for this Titans defense right now. So I went with Lamar at number two. All right. Well, everyone will be excited because I kind of like the Titans this week. So uh, oh, wow. it might be uh, because I watched that whole Sunday night game and watched the Ravens burn me the whole night. But uh, yeah, so I have Lamar a little bit down there and I got him at number four uh, just because, I mean, he's still he hasn't played great football, but fantasy-wise, he's, you know, always going to get his points, especially rushing. But my number two guy, Justin Herbert. He throws the ball. The New York Jets defense is a sieve. So uh, with a light slate of dominant quarterbacks, uh, I'll go with the guy who's going to launch a bunch of deep balls with a good set of receivers for me. So that is my number three, uh, partially because of the matchup, but then also – Herbert's playing pretty good ball right now. Um, and so, you know, he looks to be the front runner in, in most as far as, you know, odds wise for rookie of the year. And so I went with him as well. I put him up there. Um, so, yeah, I, I think he's playing great right now. And so fantasy wise, you know, why not throw him in there against the Jets? Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll move on to my number three. And it's another one I'm. I feel weird about it, but uh, he's thrown for 300 yards two games in a row. He also has a nice matchup versus a bad defense, and that's Alex Smith. Uh, oh. I don't I don't know why, but uh, they've let him throw the ball a, a whole lot, and he just dumps it down to his little running backs, and they gain yards. So, uh, it, I mean, last week he was in the top eight of uh, quarterbacks overall, so um. I'm riding with it this week. They seem to trust him more than they've trusted anybody behind center. And uh, the Cincinnati Bengals defense uh, matchup I sort of like. Now, uh, he also could – his leg could probably snap at any oh moment. The, 
uh, the way he moves, and it's very scary. But the the brain's still there, so uh, he got the ball out and was able to carve up Detroit a little bit. So uh, I just moved him up there two, three hundred yard games in a row. So uh, I liked him this week again versus uh, that matchup. For sure, yeah. I, I, honestly, I didn't even have him on my radar. I didn't even really think about him. But you're right. I mean, he's been he's the the number of yards he's been putting up, and they trust him to throw it. So, like you said, body might not be the best, but but the brain's still there. So, yeah. For my number four, I went with an older guy. I went with uh, Big Ben against the Jags. Um, he's got all the weapons there, and he's coming off of maybe like a little minor injury. I know he had a couple weeks ago against the Cowboys. Um, But I I think kind of like you were talking about with uh, Smith, the body's, you know, maybe a little bit less than it was, but uh, talent-wise and brains-wise, he's still there, and he's got all the the weapons in the world to throw to against the Jags, so I went with him up there at four. Yeah, I have them uh, right next to each other. I. I just uh, I dropped Ben a little bit because he had been banged up, and it, this matchup versus the Jags, uh, sort of like the Cowboys, where I figured, you know, every time they wanted to turn it on, they turned it on, they got the drive they wanted, you know. Uh, so I just was a little scared Pittsburgh might, you know, get their points when they need to and uh, not sort of open up the offense like they, you know, necessarily could versus uh, this very bad Jags defensive team, though it looked half okay last week versus uh, the Packers, but uh, that might have been because it was freezing cold and windy. (laughs) All right, so uh, did we get all five of them in there? I had one more. I had my number five. Oh, yeah, because I had Lamar Jackson at my uh, five. What do you have at number five? So at number five, I went with Sean Watson against the Pats. Um Another one that he is just a really, really good talent. Uh, it, it may not show at all times, um, but, you know, I, I think he has all the the tools as far as the brains, and he has the ability to escape the pocket really well. Um, and against the Pats, who, you know, last year they were known for their defense, but this year I watched them, what was it, two weeks ago, get diced up by the Jets by Joe Flacco. So, you know, I, I figured Deshaun Watson up there, he uh, he could potentially have a pretty good game. Yeah, I struggled with where to put him because uh, two weeks ago, Joe Flacco was tearing up the Pats defense, and then a week ago, the Ravens literally couldn't move the ball 10 yards on him. And yeah. I just, I think it's mostly I don't know how to read this New England team. It's one week they're dominant defensively and they control the ball offensively by pounding the run. And then the week before that, the Jets probably should have won a game versus them. So uh, I just didn't quite know where to put Watson in there. So I stuck him, you know, around, I think it was seven in my rankings Mm -hmm. just because I was, you know, who knows what uh, New England team shows up. And if it's the one that pounds the ball and the Texans have like four total possessions in the game, like the Ravens had last week, I mean, I, I don't like him fantasy-wise, but if it's that bad one where Joe Flacco is launching deep balls on them, which I hadn't seen in 15 years, I just... Uh, so I was confused where to put him now. Also, weather probably played a much, much large factor in that Baltimore game where it was essentially a monsoon the whole, you know, last three quarters of that game. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I just didn't really know where to stick Watson, so I sort of just plugged him into the middle of the line there. So... uh what do you got for uh, sort of sleepers this week? Think somebody will explode or 
You were like, well, I hate every matchup after well, the top five. Yeah, this, I really struggled on every one of these surprise and stay away ones because they're just, like you said, the matchups are just weird this week. And, I mean, we're missing out on a, a good fantasy team in, like, the, the Bills this week. Not having Josh Allen was a weird one. So I had three. Um and most of them are because of their matchups. But I went with Kirk Cousins, which could come back to bite Oh, me. my. That one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I he's know, been good two weeks the Cowboys. in a row. So. <laughs> it's the Cowboys. So I, that's, that's a recurring thing with me. Whenever I see the Cowboys, I put them down. So uh, I put Kirk Cousins, and then I put Burrow against the Washington football team. Um, he's been playing pretty well, uh, not quite to Herbert's level, I guess, as far as leadership and, and his playability. But, um, you know, he's right there behind him, close second for rookie of the year right now. Um, and then also put Bridgewater, uh, Teddy Bridgewater against the Lions. Um, you know, he's, he's just a, another one kind of like I was talking about with Lamar and Watson that, you know, he has the threat of his arm, but then he also has, uh, his feet avail- available to escape the pocket and gain you some rushing yards as far as fantasy points. So I went with those three. Um, I, I don't feel great about the Cousins one, like we were saying earlier. but Yeah, matchup-wise, it's one of those you sort of bite the bullet and <laughs> hope it's yeah. not one of those. Well, you probably hope Delvin Cook doesn't get hurt because then it sticks totally on uh, – cousins and then they're in trouble but it, as long as cook's been in there they sort of been able to play action and dink and dunk and he's been able to get his numbers i had burrow in there but uh that's matchup based but uh it seems like once every three games the washington football team sort of gets their pass rush going which makes me a little nervous but uh if it's not one of those games where they get it going then uh they seem to have a pretty bad defense but uh the other one i had in there was cam just because He's not been good, but it's a little Lamar Jackson, you know, light like where they just they're giving him ten to twelve carries a game, and he's just running it up the middle. And there's just value there for uh, you know quarterback wise, you know points wise. But uh, it's you know if the, once again if that passing game goes awry, then <laughs> you might end up with Cam <laughs> like eight of nineteen for oh, eighty yeah, yards. He's so unpredictable. But uh, uh, matchup-wise versus the Houston Texans, sort of, it sort of seemed like uh, as long as it's not an elite defense, he seems to be sort of okay. It's when he steps up in a competition that get, it makes it get a little worse. But uh, anyone uh, that you don't like this week or just pretty much everyone? <laughs> well, yeah, other than everyone. But I, so I put down again whoever the Cowboys trot out just because – I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, uh, we, they, they're coming off a bye, so it's looking like Dalton may get the start. Um, but the last time they trotted him out there, it it was not great. So I, this could honestly be one of those games where if you see a guy play and he struggles, he could get pulled pretty early. Because well, I was going to ask you about that. I was curious as a Dallas yeah. fan. Uh, they're putting Dalton back in there. Uh, I'm not – Dumb. I know Garrett Gilbert's not a great quarterback, but he at least seems to be able to move with his legs still in life. And with that Cowboys offensive line, I was just curious why you put uh, Dalton no longer seems to be able to move. You choose Dalton over it. 
other than, you know, Dalton, I know, is a better quarterback as long as there's not a defensive end hanging on him. But right now, <laughs> there's always a defensive end hanging on him with this yeah, Cowboys offensive sure. line. So I just, I was a little confused why they'd sort of go back to the statuesque guy and, you know, put Gilbert back on the bench when, you know, he at least could move around and maybe create a play or two uh, outside yeah, the pocket. Yeah, and, and they looked so much better with him out there. He, um, and, you know, maybe it was just like a little spark they needed against the Steelers a couple a couple of weeks ago when we played them. But I don't know. I just don't think, like I said, I, this just to me screams one of those games where if they trot Dalton out there, they give him, you know, two to three, maybe four drives. And if we're not moving the ball, he could get pulled quick. Yeah. And that's... and so he was one that I would definitely, you know, the 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 Vikings aren't the best of defenses, but um, the off the Cowboys offense is definitely not anywhere yes. near the best of the league. So I had Cowboys quarterbacks, but then I also put two older quarterbacks. I put Rodgers against the Colts um, and Brady against the Rams uh, because, and I really don't like. I know we've talked all episode or you know every episode about how good the Colts defenses look but um the Rams really really surprised me last week um you know locking up DK um I actually had a Fandle bet out on DK and it went awry <laughs> very quickly I was very upset but um but the Rams defense did a really really good job of locking up uh Seahawks receivers last week and I mean that's a that's a top-notch group so, um, I, you know, I just think Brady might struggle. You know, if you can make Russell Wilson struggle, um, I, I think they might have their – Yeah, a, a I good had both, Brady. Uh, both uh, Brady and Goff. I just uh, – that looks like a defensive game with a scary mm. pass rush on both sides. It's going to rattle both quarterbacks. So, I wanted no part of either quarterback in that one. And the other one I put on there was Tua just because uh, going into Denver, I mean – They've been awful, but the defense has been at least a little lively. It's mostly been the offense that's been an issue. Just curious about going on the road into Denver, you know, the first time. So uh, I had two on there, but uh, I don't know how many people are really using Tua right now. Yeah. All right, want to move on to running backs, or you got any others? Tyson uh, Hill. On, did you hear Tyson Hill was going to start for the Saints? I did, and that's going to be – Later on, we'll, we'll oh. talk because, because, yeah, because I mean, he's listed elsewhere. Yes, I know. He might have jumped up the tight end rankings quite for high. sure. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but, but um, uh, I don't know if I'd have the guts to use him as my quarterback. Uh, granted, know. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm sure he will get lots of rushing yards if he doesn't get hurt. Yeah, all right, so let's move on to uh running backs. Uh, where are you going with your number one running back this week? Uh, this one's probably pretty easy to solve as well. I started saying, can we just skip to two through five? Because <laughs> I think anybody who has Dalvin Cook obviously sees that matchup and is screaming, oh my gosh, look at the points that he can get this week. So uh, I have Dalvin Cook, obvious number one choice there. Yeah, I have Dalvin Cook too, the only thing I could possibly think of a negative was it's a short week. They played on Monday. But yeah. uh, other than that, uh, I think Dalvin Cook's pretty uh, set at number one, especially with the matchup this week. So uh, where are we going number two for you? Well, number two, I went and I really struggled with, with this. Um, you know, I, went, I, I always look at guys that get a lot of volume, a lot of carries, a lot of touches, whether it be receiving or 
uh, rushing. So, but then I also looked at past history and I went with Derrick Henry. I'm going to stick with my, my Titans love. Uh, struggled the last few weeks. I went to that Thursday night game last week, um, and it was sad. Good choice of one to go to. <laughs> oh, I know. It was sad. But um, but he's had longer to recoup this week, um, and I just I'm, – I'm thinking back to uh, to Playoffs. the last time. Yeah, the last time they played the Ravens. So, uh, and I know Earl Thomas is no longer part of that team, but, hey – he likes to uh, beat up on the Ravens secondary or, or linebackers or whoever. So I'm a, I'm going to roll with Henry there. Yeah, uh, I had uh, Kamara at number two just because, uh, especially now that they're probably going to essentially run an option attack. So I assume the, there will be some runs there and some holes there. And uh, matchup-wise, Atlanta's a little bit better matchup than Baltimore. Uh, Henry Moe's my number three guy because uh, – uh, they're just giving him. I think this is the time of year when they start to give him volume, and uh, Tannehill's been a little off, I'd say, the last uh, mm. couple weeks. So uh, they might sort of up up the volume even more on Henry uh, if he can handle it, uh, especially versus the Ravens, where I think they probably don't want the defense on the field <laughs> as little as yeah, possible. Yeah. Well, so we just flipped our twos and threes because I went with Kamara. Um, like you were saying, you know, it, it might look a little bit like. Uh, like a college type of offense this week might be pretty fun to watch, honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not something you really typically see. So, yeah, I went with Kamara against the Falcons, uh, not having Breeze. And so, surely he'll see a lot of carries, a lot of touches out of the backfield, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now I'm curious because uh, I had a real hard time finding four and five yeah. uh, matchup wise versus name wise. So, uh, where are you going at number four? I'm curious. Well,. So, number four, I went purely matchup-based, but then also I looked, and he's getting a lot of touches. I went with Sanders, Miles Sanders against the Giants. Um, matchup isn't fantastic. Uh, as, well, I mean, the matchup is pretty good. Defense isn't fantastic is what I meant to say. Um, so, and the Eagles just find a way to get him the ball. He's the clear number one option there. Um, so, I went with Miles Sanders. Well, we agree because I ended hey. up putting Miles Sanders at four as well. Um, I think it's just the you see the Eagles by his name and you entrust. Yeah. <laughs> there will probably be no offense coming out of that unit. That was the but, hardest thing for me to do is to look at, do I really want to put an Eagles player in the top five? In yes, there? I was like, uh, but uh, he, I mean, he played well last week, so uh, I think he'll be all right. And uh Good matchup this week. So uh, I moved him up in there. I thought it was probably the best matchup of the sort of next tier of crop of running backs I could find. So where'd you go, number five? So number five, I went with a guy based on volume. Matchup isn't great, but the volume is there. Um, and that's Josh Jacobs against the Chiefs. Uh, I know Chiefs defense presents some problems there, but as far as um, – you know, again, he's the standout number one there. And so I went with, with Jacobs there at five. Yeah, uh, I don't know why, but uh, I'm going to trust a New England running back. Uh, oh, oh, no, <laughs> no, no, no. We'll, I'll talk about that here in a second. I'm going to go with Damian Harris at number five and hope his continued 20-carry uh thing happens as soon as I trust one. He will probably get three carries this week. Ugh. But uh, 
matchup wise, it was sort of the best I could find. And uh, they seem to have settled on Harris the last three weeks. So I'm trusting they will use him and the matchup versus the Texans who have a terrible run defense just seemed to talk me into it. I, I like Jacobs, but I'm a little scared that the chiefs are going to get up quickly and fast. And uh, I don't know how much they'll use him uh, usage wise if they get down, but uh, they've been pretty consistent with using him, but uh, it just made me nervous. It seems like the chiefs are one to put one on the Raiders there. And I kind of, coward quickly as I looked and the score was 21 nothing after the first quarter or something and I'm like well Jacobs isn't touching the ball the rest of the game so uh I I I bit the tongue and moved a New England running back into my top five so uh like I said I'll get to that here in a second (laughs) all right so what do you got sleeper wise running back wise I put three guys um and I I don't know how to really feel about any of them. Um, one I'll, I'll talk about that I feel really good about because he's gotten me a lot of points the last couple of weeks. But I went with Antonio Gibson against the Bengals. Uh, not a great defense there. So that was, I guess, purely matchup-based. I also went Kalen Balage, uh against the Jets based on matchup. But then one that I've really been impressed with, and he's still sharing carries, but he seems to make the most of his carries when he gets them, is DeAndre Swift. And I've, yeah, I've had him in a couple leagues I know of, um, and he's really been putting on the points for me. So just based on him making the most of when he touches the ball is enough for me to put him in that surprise type range. Yeah. I I had Kalen Blige as well. Now, uh, it's always a little nerve wracking to put someone who's essentially been on like five teams in three years as a, as a sleeper, but, uh, I don't think the Chargers have much choice, and the matchup versus the Jets is nice. But uh, I still sort of am like, yeah, this guy could be on the waiver wire, the literal actual NFL waiver wire, not your oh, fantasy yeah. waiver wire. I know, yeah. You know, in a week. So uh, I had him highlighted, and then I, I highlighted James Conner as well. Now, he has not really been all that great. I mean, he's been okay. But uh, maybe this is a game where they sort of get him going a little bit. Uh, good matchup versus Jacksonville. So, uh any other stayaways you have uh, around here? Well, so stayaways, I told you I'd get to it here in a second. I put Pat's running backs because, um, and it might not be necessarily a fantasy thing because, like you said, Damian Harris, Damian Harris is getting more carries. But then also from a betting standpoint, I will never choose a Pat's running back again. Yeah. Gosh, you can never decide who they're going to hand the ball off to, and it frustrates the heck out of me. Yes, I, I understand that. And, uh, you know, I could be watching this game, and the, they could have seen something, and Rex Burkhead could be <laughs> getting a bunch of swing passes all of a sudden or something. And I'm like, oh, what happened to Damian Harris and his 120 yards a game for the last three weeks? But uh, So I also put Gurley, though. I wanted to say that one as well. Gurley. Um, we've talked about this a couple times on the podcast, but uh, Gurley is one that everybody looks at the name and thinks it's still a good running back. But against the Saints, I just don't – I don't think that's a very good matchup, um, especially with, uh, you know, the way the Saints, I believe, are running that division. Um, you know, what was it, two weeks ago, that they absolutely drummed the uh, – the Bucks, yeah. So, uh, you know, I I just think division wise, 
when they play a division game, they know the importance there. And, and I think Gurley against that defense would be disastrous. Yeah. I had, uh, I don't know if you could really bench them, but I had both uh, Hunt and uh, Nick Chubb circled just because if there's anything the Eagles sort of do all right, it's uh, sort of stop the run and with them splitting carries. I just, I'm curious how that's going to work out this week, uh, you know, carry wise. Now, you know, both of them have been dominant you know, a week ago, and they seem to figure it out, and they sort of been taking Baker Mayfield completely out of the offense. But uh, I just, I don't like the matchup this week. And then the other one I had was uh, James Robinson versus the Steelers. He's a little banged up. Uh, granted, he's been the best rookie running back in the uh, league this year. So uh, you probably shouldn't draft running backs in the first round if you can find little D2 school running backs who can come in. Oh, and- yeah, for sure. <laughs> be the best uh running back in the league uh for rookies so uh but uh matchup versus the Steelers uh that one I don't know if he's going to get his normal 100 yards uh so I didn't like that matchup either all right so all right. you want to you want to move on to receivers let's go into the wide receiver category all righty so at number one I put um and this was another week where I don't know like you said we Usually one of our top two or three guys comes from the teams that, that yeah. played last night. So that was a little confusing this week to decide. Um, but I went with Tyreek Hill against the Raiders. Uh, he's Mahomes' go-to. Uh, and I think just the speed factor, uh, you know, maybe bites the Raiders there. Yeah, I had Tyreek Hill as my number one, too, uh, with all the guys out. Uh, and I figured once – I, you know, I said it. I think the Chiefs are going to try to put Have on – we a, agreed on every category so far? I think number our number one? one has been the wow. same. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I, Tyreek Hill, uh, I think I'll have a big game this week because I feel like the Chiefs are going to try to put it on the Raiders pretty good. So, uh, a lot of explosive plays for Tyreek Hill. Now let's see if uh, they stay the same two through five because uh, I did have some trouble figuring out what I, I wanted uh, here. So where are you yeah, going, number I two? Yeah, I struggled. I struggled two through five as well. I went with this one based on matchup, um, and I went with Keenan Allen. Um, I've had him before, uh, and it seems like later on in the year is when he really starts to turn his game up. So uh, a matchup against the Jets this week, I went, I went ahead and went with Keenan Allen there. Uh, he can probably make the Jets' defense pay. Yeah, I had Allen as my number three guy. My number two guy, I put uh, Adam Thielen as number two, just matchup-wise. Now, uh, you had Kurz, Kurt, Kirk Cousins up there, so uh, I figure if he's going to complete passes, it's going to be to Thielen. Uh, yeah. Though Jefferson's seemed to hit an explosive play every game so far this year. So, uh, But uh, I sort of like that matchup versus the Cowboys. Thielen seems like he's that kind of receiver that they seem to struggle with uh, a lot. So uh, Thielen was my number two guy. I got Thielen at number five, so I can come back to him later. But I have Thielen down there just because the other two guys I have in front of him, um, talent-wise, I like them better than Thielen. And, again, um, I just worry about who Thielen has throwing him the ball. Yes, uh, that's always (laughs) a worry. Yeah, so at number three for me, I had Julio Jones against the Saints. Um, I I think when Jones plays at his best, he is, in my opinion, the best receiver. From a physical standpoint, um, 
I, I just think that Julio Jones is a monster on the field. Uh, and I think if there's anything that the Falcons are kind of like you were saying earlier with someone, if there's anything that they can do well, it's get Julio Jones the ball. Um, now, whether he crosses the plane for a touchdown or not, that's another thing. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to go with Jones up there at number three. Yeah, I had uh, Allen at four. So uh, my number four guy was uh, Julio Jones. The Saints have given up some explosive plays, but uh, I always get weirded with Julio because, you know, he could be a decoy and then all of a sudden he has two targets in the game. And I'm like, well, yeah. that was useful. I'm glad you used him to draw double coverage and drop it down to Hayden Hurst 15 times. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, Ed Julio is my number four guy. So my number four I had, um, and I'm a little bit worried about the matchup, but he'll get his targets, is Devontae Adams. Uh, he's been tearing it up in fantasy. So I'm going to continue to rock with him there. I had um, Rodgers as a stay away, but again, kind of like what I was just saying with the uh, Falcons is if there's anything that the Packers do well, it's getting Devontae Adams the ball. And him I feel more confident about getting a touchdown um, than Joan Julio, but uh, I really – the matchup, I knocked him down below Julio this week. Yeah, I had him uh, sort of in the middle around uh, seven or eight just because – I just don't like the matchup, uh, but I mean, he'll get b balls forced to him, but matchup wise, I just, I didn't love it. Uh, my number five guy was Terry McLaurin. Uh, I don't know why I'm Whoa. riding this Washington wave. Yeah, <laughs> Lots of Washington football team love, but uh, they threw a lot last week. He got his, you know, token touchdown and, uh, matchup versus the Cincinnati Bengals uh, just seems like one of those games where he gets his sort of six for 80 and a touchdown. Uh, now, uh, Sunday afternoon after that game is played, you know, 10 to seven and no one completes <laughs> a pass, I will look like an idiot. But uh, we're hoping the, uh, the Washington football team throws 55 times again because I don't think they no longer care about getting wins anymore. So. Yeah. My number so, five was McLaurin. Where are you going now? Uh, so I said my five earlier. It was Thielen, um, just because. Oh yeah, Thielen with again, Drew yeah, because of who he has throwing him the ball. Um, that's the only one I really, really worry about. So I guess I'll go ahead and slide down into surprises. I have three here, um, and I don't know how much one of them I have. I don't know how much of it is a su surprise. I think he's starting to move up. He's at least a number two role. Um, maybe forcing his way into a number one role if, if the Steelers choose not to hire or to uh, re-sign Juju. Um, I think Chase Claypool is stepping into a nice role there in, in Pittsburgh, uh, and they always want to try and find a way to get him the ball. The other two I have, I have T. Higgins against the Washington football team, um, who he's really played pretty well as of late. Uh, but then I guess the major surprise that I have um, and it's because of the number of targets he's been seeing is Jacoby Myers against the Texans. And so I really like the way that Cam's been getting him the ball. But then again, like you were saying earlier, we could have an eight for 19 Cam Newton yes. game. So, well, but we're Jacoby on the same Myers is getting a lot of targets. 
because I had Jacoby Myers highlighted too because yeah. he's been getting a ton of targets. And I also had Claypool highlighted. Uh, I don't know how much of a surprise it is, but uh, he's sort of in and out. You know, one game he'll do nothing. The next game he'll have 200 yards. So uh, yeah. But uh, I feel like this Jacksonville game is one of those games where he hits a lot of, you know, deep ones. But uh, yeah, Jacoby Myers, I target-wise, he, he seems to be the only one that's getting any sort of targets in the air. So, uh, I, I think it's probably safe. Now, uh, I say that, and now I've told you Newton, Harris, and Myers. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm going to get a weird Pats game where they do nothing the whole game. So, uh, <laughs> we're riding the Pats this week, I guess. Uh, yeah. Any duds for you? Um, so I had a unit I've went through, I think the last three episodes, uh, the Cowboys receivers, just so long as, uh, they don't have a good quarterback, don't plan on starting Cooper, Lamb, or Gallup, any of the above. Uh, but then my other one was Robbie Anderson. And the reason is because when I was looking and I wanted to find a guy that was up towards the top of most projections, I think he was in the top probably 15 Yeah, in, in most of the projections that I saw. And he does get a lot of targets, but he only has one touchdown on the year. And that is very discouraging, I guess you could say. Um, I, I just don't, if you're looking for a guy that's going to cross the plane, he's definitely not the one for you. So I would stay away from him. Yeah. I had the, uh, I just had lamb, uh, and Gallup highlighted that seems like, uh, Cooper seems to get his six for 70, no matter who the quarterback is. But the other two yeah. guys are the ones that seem to struggle a little bit. And then, uh, last minute, uh, the saints receivers, I've, I have no clue what's going to come out of that well, kind yeah. of offense. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, it might work perfectly where, you know, you get that weird, like, uh, you know, Army, Navy, Air Force type of touchdown where everybody's on the line of scrimmage and everybody forgets <laughs> they can throw a pass and the receiver just shoots down the middle of the field wide open and you end up with a 70-yard touchdown. But uh, I want to sure. see it first before I start trusting, uh, you know, uh, Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders and stuff to get catches with a, a – essentially an option quarterback though you know he could throw a little bit at BYU too but uh college much different than the pro uh type of throwing offense for sure also he got hurt every year at BYU after three games because (laughs) he was running like a psychopath at 250 pounds at high speed into people yeah yeah everyone seems to forget that too yes all right you'll move into tight ends all right let's move into tight ends so for the first time all year, my number one tight end is not somebody named Travis Kelsey or George Kittle. And I went because most places have him as a tight end. I went with Taysom Hill because I figure if you're getting points based on passing, which who knows how much of it they'll do, but also rushing, um, I figure he can put up points. So because most places have him listed at tight end, I put Taysom Hill at number one. Yeah, I have Taysom Hill number one, too, because he's listed as a tight end in a majority of the places. And uh, if your tight end is playing quarterback for a full NFL game, uh, the upside, I think, is uh, pretty good there. Yes. All right, so so number two. Yeah, uh, number two, I'm sticking with the guy. The guy, Travis Kelsey. um, And if Taysom Hill was not playing quarterback, he would still be number one. So, uh, Kelsey against the Raiders, 
uh, is, and actually I'll just go ahead and talk about my number three, just the matchup there of really, really good tight ends, Kelsey, and then also Darren Waller, uh, who receives a lot of targets from uh, Carr. So I went with both of them at my two and three. I think that Kelsey and Waller, um, the namesake, you know, when he'll finally, if he gets moved out from quarterback, I think that will can that will be kind of what our Kelsey Kittle combination was. Yeah. Uh, now, if Andy Reid announces Kelsey is going to become the quarterback this week, uh, who do you? I would put? not feel confident. <laughs> <laughs> I'd knock him down way, way, way. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. I had Kelsey number two. Uh, my number three guy was uh, Mark Andrews, just sort of matchup based. The uh, Titans, just uh, pass defense overall has struggled. Now, uh, the Ravens pass offense has not exactly been uh, on yeah. fire pretty much all year, but uh, we'll see which one comes out on top. So I had Andrews uh, at my number three spot, and then I moved Waller to number four. So at four, I I went, I'll tell, I'll go ahead and say I had Andrews at five against the Titans. Um, you know, he, against the Titans defense, they, they're still struggling right now. Um, so maybe he, he finds a few balls come his way. Um, but then at number four, I put against, uh, this is a matchup-based thing, Hunter Henry uh, against the Jets. Uh, Herbert playing good ball right now, so maybe he finds his tight end a, a few times, maybe finds him in the end zone once. Yeah, uh, they ran a couple cool plays for uh, Henry uh, last week uh, where they yeah. sort of slotted him open, so I moved him into my top five as well. So uh, I guess maybe do you have any tight end sleepers, though uh, that's always a little tricky to yeah, fiddle around this position's with. always a little hard, and I guess the ones that I have down, I went just solely based on matchups. I put Ebron versus the Jags, um, which, you know, who knows what – that's yes. going to look like. But, and then I put Austin Hooper against the Eagles. Yeah. So the only one I had highlighted was Dallas Goddard. Uh, now he looked awful last week. So <laughs> yeah. maybe this week he looks a little better. It would help if his quarterback was maybe a little bit better accuracy wise. But uh, I, I assume he'll get some volume at least. But uh, whether the ball is actually catchable <laughs> becomes a different story. So, uh, any guys you wanted to stay away from in the tight ends? Well, so I listed two. One of them's an older guy. I went with Gronk against the Rams. That Rams defense played pretty well last week, so uh, I would stay away from him. But then I also put – I'm going to continue to put him. I love the guy, and he did find the end zone last week, which was encouraging because I think it had been a while, and he's had targets take away from him. But I put John o. Smith just because they seem to – the Titans wanted to go with a – maybe a two tight end attack uh, yeah. with him and Ferkser. So I put John O to stay away. Yeah. Uh, the only one I put on there was the Cowboys guys, uh, Dalton Schultz, but uh, I don't know if anyone's even starting him anymore. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> if you are, you're probably in a very, very deep league. with a or, lot of Or team. you just gave up. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I would not use any uh, Dallas tight end probably for, the rest of the season or until Dak comes back. For sure. All right. That's our show for the week. Thanks, Dalton, for joining us. And we're out. <laughs>